I got it bad. You don't know how bad I got it. You got it easy. You don't know you've got it good. It's getting harder. Just keeping life and soul together. I'm sick of fighting, even though I know I should. The cold is biting through each and every nerve and fiber. My spirit broken is freezing to the core. I don't want to be here no more. Wouldn't it be good to be in your shoes? Even if it was for just one day. Wouldn't it be good if we could wish ourselves away? Wouldn't it be good to be on your side? The grass is over green or over there. Wouldn't it be good if we could live without a care? And I'm done with that bullshit. That was Nick Kershaw from 1984. I haven't heard that in years. Yeah, probably since 1984. <laughs> Let me introduce this bullshit podcast. This is Invert the Y. Episode start out log, captain's log 12.1.5.9. And the USS Invert the Y is orbiting another planet of retrodom and bullshit. And today, he's back. Rocket Russell. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Very excited. It's the time of the year again, man. Yeah, it's like um, Christmas Eve. I know. And you know what? In what? Two weeks. Well, I reckon four weeks we'll be doing a fucking podcast whinging about how we fucking hate this sport. Yeah, so well, we're sitting here rubbing our hands. I've got tonight. a big thing that I've got to say, and I know you're going to get the shits, but we'll talk about it. So let's just get into it. Topic of the show. No surprises, because Rocket Russell's here. It's either one or two things. Yeah, basically. It's either a fucking conspiracy theory, which we were talking about before we started recording. Yes, we were. But Jason Relaxation is not part of this podcast today. He's got a a sand in his vagina, so he's not not joining us. He's replaced by his sock puppet again. And so he, he wanted to be part of this conspiracy theory, so we'll have to put it on hold. Yes. Again. So we're back to what we know and do best, and that's to talk about some Formula One. And at the time of this recording, they've just finished preseason testing, haven't they? They're yes, done. It's done. It's all done. Done, dusted. Next so they're packing Melbourne. up, ready to go to Australia. Yes. In Melbourne, which will be in two weeks at the time of this recording. And we thought we'd just go through the results and just think a little bit more about what we said before about preseason, like our preseason review and see if we're right or wrong. And i got to say straight away, man, I don't feel good about this season already. I don't feel good. Because you and I both want a certain person in a certain yellow car, which was black in testing, yes. right, to do well. Um, although I must admit that Renault and Daniel Ricciardo were flying. They, 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 looked, they looked pretty good. But we'll just go through it. Like, Mercedes... With that DAS system, wow! Look unbeatable. Instead, so although they've Hamilton. got some engine problems, yeah, they do. They've got oil yeah, problems, they do. which has struck them and all their Williams. customers, yeah, and including the the Pink Panthers as well. The the Pink Mercedes. The Pink Mercedes. We'll get to that fucking thing as well. That um, yeah, all the power units that Mercedes provides, as well as their own works team, don't look reliable at all. No, and they I went think, through three at Mercedes alone. Yeah, they're not they're not doing so well at all. So they've either got to go back to the drawing board and think about what they're doing, or but, but or, go Mercedes. I mean, as oh, Danny yeah. Rick said, how you win what? Is it four in a row? 
Five in a row. No, since 2014. So they're going for their sixth season. Six, six in yeah, a row. Six in a row, yeah. And you are still thinking up things like yeah. gas. And, they, they look and have you watched the the um the video, the, the video they've released about the car and the ch- differences? Oh, uh, yeah, a little they bit, They basically yeah. redesigned the entire car. I mean, yeah. well, most, most teams have done an upgrade, bar the pink Mercedes. Um, most teams have done, you know, just a evolution, whereas Mercedes have gone back to the drawing board and gone, let's make it more aggressive. They, um... Apparently, the other team. So, what we're talking about, which you go back a step, is the, what they call the DAS system, DAS. But it's the whole car, not just the DAS. Yeah. I mean, the whole car's been re envisaged, and it's just. Yeah, but they've got this funky steering system where they push the steering wheel in yep, towards yeah. the, the front of the car and they pull it out towards the driver. Yes. And that's basically uh, changing the camber. No, no, it's the toe. The toe, sorry, of the, the toe. of the steering of the front wheels, which. Apparently, will give them better mechanical grip going into and out of the corners. Well, it, it, it decreases friction. So, camber, as you know, is plus and minus that way, yep. and toe is this way. So, in a corner, you toe in. So, you, uh, viewers can't see this. But no, I can't see it. my hands. But, you know, it's pretty good view. Or two people. Yes, all two people. Hello, two people. Hello, two people. Um, so it gets it create this. It, it brings the temperature down, so it'll create the friction will be decreased. Yeah. At, at the end of the day. I've got a big problem with this because at the end of the... It's a driving aid. And I don't understand why the FIA hasn't said, even though it's banned for 2021, which is next year... Why invest money in something that's pointless? Well, well, because they want to win. And you've got to give them... You've got to tip your hat to them for doing that. But I don't don't understand why it's allowed. It's a driving aid. They might as well allow traction control again. You know what I mean? I watched a fair bit of... Testing session two, you know, the th- over the three days, and I didn't see them using it anywhere near as much because I reckon they're under pressure for for it. I, I mean, the first what was it? The first day of testing, they were taking the piss. the fu- The wheel was going in and out, in and out. It was like my Holden Gemini from the nineties. That used to do that too, but I don't think it was supposed to do it. <laughs> they used to go in and out as well. I had a Kingswood that rocked. Yeah, instead of the Gemini. So when I used to go around a corner and I used to turn right, the wheel would actually go in in towards the dash. And as I went to the left, it had come out. I don't think that was supposed. To, that was certainly not legal. But mine rocked, and the bottom of it. I don't know if you remember the shape of a Kingswood steering wheel. Yeah, but the brakes on a Kingswood were that bad. You'd have to grab the bottom of the steering wheel. And put both feet on oh, the brakes yeah. to pull it pull it up. So it had bent the bottom of the steering wheel after time. But yeah. with the steering wheel rocking when you were yeah. trying to turn and you had Man, the bent bit, it was crazy. Every Kingswood I ever sat in, I never felt safe. I just never I never felt safe. I had a mate that I went to uni with. He had a Kingswood. That was his first car. Right. So by the time so this is like uh 93, 94. And this Kingswood would have been I don't know what seventies vintage, roughly. Yeah, yeah, no, out of out of production. Since well, seventy eight. Oh, yeah, so well and truly early seventies or mid seventies vintage was an absolute tank on wheels, and it had these sort of bench seats as well at the front. I just never felt safe in it. I just he was a good driver. I just didn't feel safe in it. Like it didn't. It just seemed like the brakes weren't good enough for it. It was just. But see, I, the Gemini I used to have, right? Um, it had terrible brakes too. Because it had drum brakes at the back, so whenever it was cold or it had some moisture, the brakes would sort of swell. So you put your foot on the brakes and they'd just lock up. It'd just lock. Well, I had a yeah. HQ wagon that had four-wheel drum brakes, hence why the bottom of the steering wheel was thinking. <laughs> it, 
Wet weather, you had no chance of that no. thing. It was you just didn't take it out. Drum breaks at the front. Drum breaks at the front. That's that's kind of not. Smart. It was sketchy as yeah, sketchy. And they were heavy cars too. And the brake didn't help. No, like the the Gemini had disc disc brakes at the front, but the rotors were really small, and they always used to warp. So you had to get them machined every one, every now and again, and then you get to the point where the mechanic would say, "Look, there's no, I can't machine this anymore." You know, you need to put new rotors on the thing. Oh, it's man, it's, it's just people don't appreciate how good cars are now. Like most cars are good. Like there really isn't a shitty car anymore. Like even the shit cars are good. Yes. You know that's, what I mean? That's the thing. You know, they just, they're made to do something and they do it. And the car technology's come along that far that, you know, you grab some parts from Bosch and you grab yeah. some parts from here. I saw the new Mark 8 GTI. Yesterday. Oh, yes. They released it in Germany. Yeah, because you know I've got the Mark 7. Yes. I saw it, and um, I've got mixed feelings about it. Oh, like, Yeah, I think I did see a picture of it. I like it. At first, I didn't like it. I went, uh, but I actually kind of like it. It looks a bit meaner. And what I like is, because I love this shit, I'm, a, I'm an idiot, right? i got this problem where I, I go, uh, I kind of want it. You know, my problem with the Volkswagens is at the moment, what? and it is not actually Volkswagen. I think the little Golf R, the GTIs, amazing little cars, yeah. beautiful little cars. But the problem is you get so many fuckwits who are putting exhaust systems on them at the moment. Yeah. And you put an exhaust system on them and they actually sound shit. Yeah. They sound horrible and you've got these fuckwits with these big exhausts on them and they yeah. don't need it. it. It sounds nice normally. They, they and actually, when you put the big, it just sounds shit. Yeah, so the I think it was the Mark 7.5. This is real nerdy car shit. VW put their own new exhaust system on them to make them sound a bit louder than the original Mark 7. So mine doesn't have it, right? And uh, the, the Mark 8s have them from the get-go. But when I looked at the Mark 8, everything's electronic now. So all the there's no analog dash anymore. So it's all like digital. And I looked at and everything's LEDs, man. So you can have a party in there, dude. Like if you want a red, red LED dash, you can have it. But tomorrow you can have a blue one. And I just sat, I just watched it and I went, I hardly drive, but I kind of want it bad. I just, they come in, Dece- I, kept, I think they come out here in December and I might just go down there. It'll break, I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> like I'll take, I'll take mine down there and go, how much trade-in would I get for this, right? And uh, I just want to know, but I feel like I'm cheating. Like it's so dumb, it's so stupid. But um, I love that shit, you know. It's been a great little car, but those... Those early Holdens, man, I just never felt safe. And the Gemini was um, better, but the brakes were awful on that thing. They early, just early cars, any early car, yeah. brakes were horrible. And the the pedal always went to the floor, like it had just spongy fucking brakes on it. And it's like I just can't get out of the situation. Spon- you want spongy? Try four wheel drums. Awful. They would have been awful. As I said, it, it was both feet on the brakes, hoping for yeah. dear life. You know, hoping for dear life. It's like the old man, right? The first time he drove my car, he goes, oh, I don't like it. It's too bouncy. It's too rough. I don't like it. It's got too much power. It's just everything. He hated everything, right? Next thing you know, there's turbo farting going on everywhere because he's like hammering it. And then he says, you know, every car should have these brakes. These brakes are magnificent. I just feel like I could stop any time I, I put my foot on the brake. He goes, everyone everyone should have these brakes. He goes, yeah, but they'd cost more money than people are willing to pay, right? Because they're big, giant rotors on the thing. It's just stupid for a little car. 
but I must admit, once you get a car like a brake like that, you don't want to go back. No, that's a problem. That's I've, a problem. I've driven other cars and I just don't have any. I'm like, I can't. These brakes are shit. You know? So my last two cars have been sportyish cars. You can't go back. And now I've gone to the Trident. Oh my god, it's tough, hey. It's, it's you, you can't throw it into corners. No. You can't. You know, a fear of tipping it on its no. side. It's Jason relaxation drove my car once, once, right? And he goes, and he had a. I don't know if I ever told you told you this. He had a Kia Carnival, a big family truck star, because he's got a, he's got kids, right? He's got kids, yeah. Right, shout out to him, little prick. Anyway, he was driving my car, and he goes, "Man, it just does what I wanted to do. I could just throw it into a corner; it just sticks on the road. I put my foot on the brakes; it just stops." He goes, "Yeah, I don't like my car anymore." And I'm not kidding. Within a couple of weeks, he he went down to the dealership and he bought his own golf. It was bullshit. I go, "What did you do that for? You got kids? You can't." It's a small car. You don't have the room. I'll make room. And so you'll see him drive with a boot fully laden with bikes and scooters and the seats folded down and the kids are sitting on shit. They shouldn't be sitting. It's like, what did you do that for? I just wanted wanted the power and I just wanted the grip. Yeah, all right, cool, you know. And so going back to Mercedes, they look like they've got everything that they want. Like they've got the brakes, they've got the grip, they've got the steering that gives them the grip, they've got the power. They just need the reliability and that's it. Hey, look, I'm, done, sure I'm sure there is a fleet. What, 1,600 employees at the Mercedes? I think they're one of the biggest teams, if not the second biggest team. I think Ferrari outdo them in terms of number, oh, I think. But 1,600 a, people. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah, so you, I imagine there's probably about well, 1,000 of those yeah. people at the moment can looking you into imagine? Mercedes reliability. Imagine the hours those those guys are putting in. Like I'm, they would be doing like 14, 15, 16 hour days oh, to, to get when that, that motor. When that motor hit the factory yeah. from testing, I'm pretty sure they would have done you know a yeah. few shifts straight. Yeah, for sure. Stripping it down, for working sure. out. You know, but the car looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks more aggressive. Oh, it just looks awesome. I just, I just don't it looks think more vacuum sealed as well. You know what? I know shit about engineering. I know shit about aerodynamics. I know nothing about cars, period. I just like driving them. I like having a nice car, right? That's it. But I look at that thing on the track, and you it just looks faster than any other car. It just looks faster, you know? Yeah, and it set the testing benchmark, didn't it? Which yep. they couldn't beat or match. No, they're not as quick as their... But that could be because it was so very windy. Yeah, testing so, one, testing one they said was at 15... Valtteri Bottas set of fifteen point seven, was it? Yeah, it wasn't as quick as was it as quick as last year? No. They reckon the conditions were preventing them from getting quicker times. Yeah, and then yeah. so no one got close. I think sixteen two no. was the the rest of the season no. sessions. But I tell you, man, they look um, they look good. They look unbeatable. I'm, I, I, this is why I go. I told you. I fucking told you. Oh, we're going into this season unless things change with. Now, see, as we get further in, I think there's actually a couple of little dark horses in there who have actually flown. I mean, they've flown in the radar, but also under the radar as we get further in. Yeah, we'll go down. So, yeah, I've just got a feeling that it's, uh, what is it, resume transmission. Yes. Everything's back to normal for Mercedes. Yes. Ferrari, they don't look good. They've got problems. They've got problems. <laughs> even Mattia, but, but Mattia Bonotto, the team principal, he even admitted as such. Yeah, they've got too much downforce now. Yeah, yeah well, that's right, because they... They went with a low drag theory last year, which didn't work because they didn't have down. So they had a corners. rocket going down the straight. No one yes. could beat them, but they were awful through the corners. And then, so you've heard the latest, haven't you? Uh, no, so you know the FIA scrutiny, yes, the motor. Yes, I have, yeah. 
So have you heard the latest about that? I have heard something about they it. They released yeah. a statement at what five o'clock with what five minutes to go in testing three. Everyone had pretty much gone home, saying that uh, they would examined the Ferrari motor and come to a settlement that will be kept quiet. Yeah. So what does that mean? That's what everyone wants to know. Well, so uh, obviously Ferrari's done something, but no one knows what it is. I think they, it's a fuel regulation yeah. thing. Um, but everyone, I mean, because everyone had gone, so there's going to be a fallout. In the next couple of weeks, where people are going to go, well, what, what, what happened? What did they do? You know what I think? I reckon Ferrari's going to say, you know what? You've let Mercedes have this DAS system, which we think's bullshit. How much money do you want, FIA, for us to just keep what we've got? Because it makes no difference. They're nowhere. They're nowhere near the pace of Mercedes. No, they've uh, Mercedes. quicker through the corners. Yeah, but they're, but not. they're definitely not. No. no, but Mercedes. This is what shits me. They've definitely got some kind of driving aid. Right, so I don't understand why they haven't clamped down on it. And the other teams have already come out and said, look, that's amazing what they've got, but if we want to try and retrofit it on our own car, it's going to take a year, they reckon. No, there's no point. There's no point. No, no point in spending the money. No, not when 2021 it's banned. Yeah. So kudos to them. Yeah, Go Mercedes. So yes. Ferrari don't look good. Ferrari don't look that. good. They look better through the corners. They've lost a lot of top-end speed, but, I mean, everyone's saying, are they sandbagging? I don't think they are. <laughs> I think they're in shit. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. And Vettel spun it a few times as well, Yep, didn't he? Leclerc, I think, had his handle on it better than Vettel did. Well, he was the quickest out of the two. Yeah, right? so Vettel is in trouble again. But we don't know. We'll have to wait till Melbourne. So yeah, it's I mean, uh, nothing, lap times in testing no. do not mean no. shit. But consistently over the three days for both testing sessions, Ferrari were on the back foot. Yes. The only, they didn't look as quick. No, as but they do look reliable. There was only, what, two stoppages for Vettel? One for Vettel, one for Leclerc. There was a stoppage for both of them. Yeah. So but they didn't have the issues Mercedes do with that power unit. No, but like everyone was saying, you know, they look slow down the straight, but look at the rest of the customer engines, and they were pretty quick down the straight. So there's, they, there's something going on. I agree, yeah. And Red Bull, they're, the, they're a dark horse. They're, they look yeah. consistent. Yeah. I mean... Maxi Boy spun it a few times. Yeah. Alex didn't do too bad. He Alex was... spun it, though. I think he lost it on day two. Was it day two? Yeah, but... But, yeah, they've, they've looked consistent. They have, again... I don't think anyone's shown their hand yeah. as much as they can. No, no. No, they definitely not. They're sandbagging a little bit. They The only thing they're saying is they don't know if the Honda engine is as powerful as it should be or needs to be to match Ferrari slash Mercedes. Slash Renault. Slash Renault. Yeah, we'll get to them in a sec. So, yeah, they're a dark horse. They didn't really show much. They didn't really blow the world no, apart. I mean, they didn't do the most laps, but they did plenty of laps. But you know what the consistent thing that I saw? I almost sent you a video last night, but it was like 35 minutes long and it was late at night, so I didn't think you'd get a chance to watch it. Um, they are saying that the Red Bull looks tricky to drive. Yeah, it was looking twitchy. It yes, looks very, I saw that video. It looks very... Did you see it? Yeah. Yes. With, I think Will Buxton was yeah, walking yeah, up and yeah. down the paddock. So they're saying that it's twitchy. It doesn't look good um, to drive, like nice to drive, and it takes someone like Verstappen to really get the most out of it. So they got a bit of work but to do. But he likes a twitchy car. So, I mean, a couple of years of development in the way that that driver wants yeah. his car, you know, it's going to look twitchy. I don't think too. Albon does, though. He didn't look too bad. He yeah. was he was pretty consistent. His lap times weren't far off Max. Yeah, you know, he was he done what he had yeah. to do. Yeah. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Then we go down to McLaren. I'm just 
thinking off the constructors from yep. last year, so I'll probably miss one or two, so you got to help me. McLaren, they didn't really show much at all, they, man. They didn't, didn't do anything, really. And I, so, mean, I was expecting after last year, I was expecting something. No, but, but they, seem, they seem to be happy they, internally. Yeah, look, everyone seemed to be really happy. The car was consistent. They didn't have too many problems. It was reliable. They... they Got some good laps in. Yeah, but it didn't show speed. No. But when you went, that video you would have seen then with Will Buxton as a, as the host, he was saying that they were the dark horse. They didn't show their hand much. Maybe it was deliberate. Um, but then they interviewed Carlos Sainz and he was happy. Yeah. So. I think they had a, a, what they had to do. Yeah, I think you know, so. They were, you know, it was like playing Formula One in career mode. You know, yeah. you practice. You've got to get your you know ERS testing in and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's going to be a good year. I just think they were very, just didn't show anything. No, they didn't show anything. It surprised me. I actually thought they'd come out, and um, so before testing, winter testing, I actually thought McLaren would be the team that had come out and show up. Maybe Red Bull, based on their like their season last year, like really surprised the paddock. Yeah, they didn't do anything. So they weren't they weren't the what the the team that surprised the paddock. We'll get to the team that did. Renault, I gotta say, I'm impressed. So far, they could be bullshitting to us. <laughs> I don't fucking trust Cyril. I don't trust anyone at Renault. Right, but Daniel Ricciardo looked awesome. Yeah, well, he looked he amazing. Day, day three of test two. Uh no, he was pumped oh, at the end. Pumped at the end. Yeah, he was. He finished third. Like behind the Mercedes. Oh, and Leclerc, wasn't it? And Le- yeah. yeah, behind Leclerc. So he finished third on day two. So just the last day of... St- and he was top for most of day three, wasn't he? Yeah, and that's right. And day three was... But he got pipped again. Yep. But the Renault definitely looks a lot better than what he it did happier. last year. Yeah, he, he had a bit of a spring in his step. He does. Yeah, so. he looks like... A, he was the first to admit that it's not as um, comfortable to drive as what the other big cars in the like Mercedes and the Ferrari looks like. Um, in terms of handling, and it needs work, but he was not like head down and not no, he was shattered and you all know, the interviews I saw with him no. he seemed to be chipper about it. Yeah, yeah. And the car definitely looked. I Ocon, think it was, Ocon didn't light me on fire. No, Ocon was struggling. Man, he was way behind Ricardo. Yeah, he didn't. I was expecting more out of him. Yeah, but he didn't really shine all that much. No, no, Ocon was struggling, but maybe that's because he's got a bit of ring. Ring rust, as they say in the wrestling. Oh, well, you know, and you're out on the on the pastures. Yeah, he was what reserve driver for Mercedes last year, so he's probably not driven a car for what. 12 yeah, and, and, and I was looking um, saying the other day, he got hardly any of the tests for Mercedes last year. Yeah, he did nothing. All he did was analyze data. Yeah, George Russell did most of it. Yeah. He did a lot of simulator work. Yeah. So he's he is really rusty. Yeah, yeah, he would be. So I think he might struggle in the first few races. But look, you know what, Renault. I don't understand why no one was really talking about Renault too much in terms of like, wow, they seem to be, they seem to have found something in terms of last year. Like they're not going to beat Mercedes, right? They're not going to probably beat Ferrari or Red Bull, but they look like they're the fourth best. To, oh, they, well, they look like the fifth. We'll get to the fucking fourth best. That really pisses me. The shh. Sorry. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get annoyed. But anyway, they look. We're be- both gonna get annoyed. I know. Me? They look a lot better, man. Yeah, no, they, they look, look a lot better. And Ricardo looks like he's definitely the lead at the moment, which is good. And we'll see what happens in Melbourne. We could be shocked. We could be like, yep, resume normal transmission. <laughs> Renault is shit, right? Who, um, knows? who knows? Fingers crossed. Well, let's hope he gets I, further this time than he did last year. I, I, do like, I do like what Cyril is saying and what even Daniel is saying. That is, 
we're only going to probably be fourth this year. That's what we want. If we get closer to Red Bull or whoever's the top three teams, um, that's great, but we're not going to be any better than that. No. So they're not coming out saying, oh, well, we're going to be third this year. No. Daniel said he'd like to see a podium this year. That's what, that's what, they, that's what they really want. You know what? If they're close enough to, say, the third best team, if they get a freaky race like, say, Germany was like last year, they almost got a podium last year with Nico Hulkenberg, but he put it in the wall. They may well get their podium this year. And I'll tell you what, if they get a podium this year, that will be massive for that team. That's what they need. They just need something, man. They've been chipping away now since 2016 when they re-entered the sport. They need something, dude. Don't they? They, you know, you look, ca- they look good. It'll be, oh, it's going to be an interesting couple of first races. Yeah, but you know what? We were right. We called it. I don't know if you've heard this, right? So they've come out immediately saying this is not the car they want because the guy that designed the chassis from he's left. He's left. So, so it's not new chassis. So there. so that's Pat Fry. Pat Fry is the new uh, chassis engineer or designer, and he's already said this is not the car I would design, right? So this is not the car they want, and the aerodynamics was designed by a team that's gone, right? So they've inherited a car they don't really want, so they can either, you know, Frankenstein it and put bits and pieces on it that makes it more, you know, what they want going forwards, but it's not the car they were wanting for the whole year. So It it comes down to that question of how much money do you want to invest? I think, you know, what's going to happen with this year? And this is a bit frustrating. If it's really shit, they're going to say, you know what? We're not going to do anything with this car. It, the, the regulations completely changed for 2021. We're just going to have to live with this shit and put all of our focus into 2021. That's why this year is going to be a bit of a, I think, a bit of a disappointing year. I could be wrong. I think we're going to get good races. I think there'll be definitely a couple of good races. There'll be some good races. But what I'm saying is, is that you're going to have... Um, because they're inheriting cars and they know that they can't make massive changes because next year's so different, they're just going to live with it. Yeah, they're just going to live with the shit, which is going to be, as a spectator, annoying. It's going to be an interesting. That's year. what happens with tw- regulation changes. Yes, it's as I said. You know, it was a, it was amazing that some teams spent as much money on redesigning their cars as they did. Oh, Mercedes, yeah, and and the other one. And we'll the, get, well, to, we'll get to the other fucking. That's going to. Well, that's a rant coming up. Isn't oh. It? Uh, so who's after Renault? Renault would be then leading to. Do we talk about the pink car? Oh, we've got to. That's next in the queue, isn't it? It, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the pecking order. Okay, Racing Point, <laughs> better known as the Pink Mercedes. Yes, has been dubbed the Pink Mercedes. Why is it the Pink Mercedes, Rocket Russell? Because the design is very, 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 very similar to the W10, which was the Mercedes car of last year, and yep. a complete step away from the design tradition that they had. Like, look, it's amazing. Well, people are just saying that what's happened is they've bought last year's Mercedes, painted it pink, like you just said, and that's not in the spirit of the constructor's, like, philosophy of Formula One. So the philosophy of Formula One is, for those that don't know, every team should make their own car, right, whether it's good or bad or ugly, and... Go racing in the competition. I mean, look, it is a model that Hush, most teams Haas, Haas, Haas used buys it. parts. Yeah. You know, there, there are teams that do it, but but they've taken the piss. Oh, I that's think. ridiculous! It, and it's going to be they're 
They're my dark horse. Dude. I hate it. Dude. They're my dark horse. Dude, I'm calling it. You ready for my prediction? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready. Are you ready for what I think's going to happen? I think... I think definitely Sergio Perez is going to get podiums this year. Certainly. I reckon he'll get his win. He may well. It, but the, it'll be a circumstance of the major teams have dropped out for some reason. But right. see, he's going to be in a position... I, I think that car... They sandbagged. They out of all the teams who sandbagged, they sandbagged the most. Who? And the pink, the pink, pink Mercedes. Yeah, they sandbagged enough to still be top of the times. Yeah. Um. You look at the amount of time Sergio, because we won't even bother mentioning the other one. Uh, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to hurt you, but yeah, oh, go no, on. I hate him. He's going to win I, a world I, championship I, I've, purely based on money, and yeah, that I know. really annoys I, me. Go, go with what you're saying. Um. Sergio, some of his lap times, like he, he did post a couple of the fastest laps over the days, but a lot of his lap times could have been a lot quicker. There were quite a few instances where he lit up sectors one and two with purples, and then sector three was hmm, surprisingly slow. Yeah. That, do you know they've, uh, they've been, well, not in, I was going to use the word interrogate, but that's the wrong word. They've asked him, why did he back off for that particular lap? There's a couple of them. Yeah, and all laps, and he kind of giggled and had a smirk on his face. But you can just tell, because Sergio, you know what? I'm he wears gonna, his heart on his sleeve. You know you what? Can tell I, he's, I was just, he's, yep. he's, he's, he's jumping. Yep. You know what I was going about? I was just about to say this. He would be the worst poker player. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Don't you reckon? Because that guy, he's just like beaming and he's like, you know, happy and, and, and cheerful. And he's finally got a car he knows he could probably win. Uh, it's the best car. He, he's actually said it. It's the best car he's ever had. It's driven. the best car he's ever had. So whether they've inherited a car that was last year's race-winning Mercedes or not, or they've inherited that car from last year from Mercedes and then tw- tweaked it and done their own thing to it, which I think they have. They have to, do, otherwise they've contravened the constructor's agreement that they've all got. Um, they've definitely got a great car, and I think it's going to ruffle a few, a few fe- uh, feathers, namely maybe even Red Bull. Certainly, oh. McLaren and Renault. I think they're. I think they're going to be definitely top of the midfield. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think they're going to piss the midfield off. And I think they'll be touching on the, the top three. Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, as you said, you know, in their in their circumstance, they're going to be in a position to take that well, win. The only thing that maybe counteracts that is, you know, the second day of testing where Daniel Ricciardo was blisteringly fast. But is that because he had? No fuel in the car. He was doing quality laps and everybody else was doing race simulations. We don't really know. That's the problem with testing. That's the problem with testing. We don't know. But he was very quick. Oh, yeah. And even when they weren't quick, he was still well consistent, consistently like top of the midfield. So Renault are probably aiming for top of the midfield this year to get back. But I think they're going to get touched up. I I I think think racing Mercedes, I mean, racing point. Yeah, it's hard to say Racing Mercedes, Racing Point. Oh, well, it's so many names. Like, we've had Force India. Well, they're going to be... We've got Racing Point, and then we're going to have Aston Martin yeah. Racing next yeah. year. Do you see how massive Aston Martin is going to be next year? <sighs> I think they're going to touch up... They're going to ruffle... They're going to piss people off, you know? They, they really are. Yeah, I think they're going to touch up the midfield. They're going to annoy McLaren. Because I think McLaren honestly thinks, going into this year, that they could easily be the best of the rest. Yes, and, like, because they were last year, by a long way, 
Um, so they obviously have... They've got, got good reason to. I mean, they progressed really well last yeah. year. They started out crap in Melbourne, and they, yep. by the end of the year, they were doing really well. Yep. So I think, you know, if you look at that, they've done well to get it up there. Well, so. there's no reason why they wouldn't be Rocket Russell. You know, like, they, they blitzed the midfield last year, right? They obviously have got the resources and facilities to increase even further for this year. Yep. And... The only question mark is is that their testing was pretty average. Not that, that it was anything it wrong. Wasn't, it was just, wasn't. There was nothing standout no, about it. No, but you know? that could be deliberate. Yeah, that's it. You, know, right. you don't know what what schedule and they were running. Conversely, having you know crazy lap times from Daniel Ricciardo via Renault in testing just gone is also a really great way of creating headlines. To, to attract sponsors. You know that they do that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you know, you put it on next to no fuel. You put your, yep. was it, 10.01 yep. kilos of fuel yep. in. And you just do a bullshit lap. Do a bullshit lap and then chuck it into lean mode and let it, you know, backfire you know around the track. You know who's been respons- responsible for the past in doing that? The Pink Panthers. Oh, they... The Racing Point. I think, look, Racing Point, and even back when they were Force India... They had a good team. I just don't think they ever had the money. Correct. Now they've got a good team. And the money. And they've got the money. Yeah. yeah. And money talks. Yeah, of course and, it does. You know, well, the, this year's car is a prime example of the change of, you know, money in that place. One of the team leaders, not, what's his name, Zafmal Otmar, not the team principal. Excuse me, i got the hiccups. Um, he came out and said they are eyeing off the top three this year. I can't remember the guy's name, but this was the interview that Will Buxton did during yep. preseason testing. He said, we think we can easily be the best of the rest, but maybe even beyond that, like touch up Red Bull, piss Red Bull off. Especially if the Honda motor isn't good enough. How good will next season of uh, Drive to Survive be if they do that? Oh, we'll talk about that if we want. Oh, yeah, we'll get we'll, to that. We'll get to that. We'll just go through the, the, the pecking order. So, okay, racing point, and... I. My dark horse of the year. They are my dark horse too. I, I'm going to be really curious to see how they go in practice one in Melbourne because if they're not at the top of practice one or two, even though that's not true either, that's not a true indicator of where they are. Um, but if they're there, then you've got to start maybe thinking, like go back to 2009 with Braun. Remember everyone wrote Braun off? Well, and it was a one dollar team. It was a one dollar team. They he bought that team for one dollar after uh, was it not Mercedes Honda Honda, Honda pulled, pulled out. out, and they had this wacky double diffuser thing, and everyone thought, oh well, they're nobodies, and they started getting very fast in practice sessions and uh, testing sessions, and then they put it on pole in in Melbourne. Everyone went, holy shit! Yeah, that's right. JB Jensen Button put it on pole, and Rubens came home in second. So. You know, I I tell you what, all the bullshit stops in qualifying. So that's it. So if if qualifying happens and the Pink Panthers are right up there, they're legit, man. They they've spent. Their if money Racing well. Point is up there, like in in the qualifying session, say they're fourth or fifth, because I don't think they can beat Mercedes, um, then they they're, they're going to be legit the rest of the season, folks, and that's going to piss me off because. I'm happy for Sergio. Oh, very happy for Sergio. Sergio kind of got fucked in McLaren when he was at McLaren and he kind of landed on his feet in 
then Force India, then now Racing, Racing Point. Point. And he's got a nice contract. He's got a couple of years left on his contract. Wouldn't he be smiling now? Oh, wouldn't you just? Because he's landed in... It's a come t- up all Millhouse for him. <laughs> it's, all, it's all coming up Millhouse. Because he's the guy that went to uh, Force India, which were a very midfield team, but they always did really well with the money they had, as you said. Then they became Racing Point, and that was re- really scary, I'm sure, because he was the he was the guy that put forced them into... Um, Receivership. Yeah. Remember that? He was, he to was save the, the team. catalyst behind the team. Yeah. yeah. So, and for some of you came, like he did when he was with McLaren, he, he had some big tickets on him. But as he said himself, he, he made mistakes. He made mistakes. Yeah. He blew it. You know, he was he, too young. He was too immature. Yeah. And he, you know what? He went up against Jensen Button and he kind of did stupid things to Jensen Button during races, like nerfing him off the track a few times. And I don't think, I think then Ron Dennis was very upset with. He never really clicked with Ron Dennis, and that's that was it for him. Yeah, you know? once you're not friends with the um, the owner. No, that's right. Yeah, my name's above the door that's sort right. of guy. That's you're right. You're not going to last. No, though. see you later. So, yeah, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, no pun intended. And who's after that? We've got... Um, well, it'd be Alfa Romeo. Ding, 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 baby. Alfa Romeo. Very quiet. Kimmy said a um, top, topped one of the testing days. Yeah. Again, they said... They bar Mercedes in the DAS, I don't think there was any massive standouts from testing. You know, yeah. I think people did what they had to do. You know, there's a few teams I think sandbagged. And again, I just think there was a, I don't think anyone really set the world on fire. Yeah. No, they, we don't know about them. And you know what? I'm still not impressed with Giovinazzi or Giovinazzi. No. I'm not impressed. I'm just not. He's still got a ponytail. He's got a ponytail. I just think he. I, I, you know what I think? I really think this is his last season. I think he's a seat filler. Yep. Because Mick's not ready. Mick Schumacher's not ready. Well, he lost all his points. They When they reset his points, he lost them all. That's so. right. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel that uh, Alfa Romeo are just there. You know what? They could touch up a few teams too. They, they were cons- another yeah. one. They would, everyone's just... Yeah. <laughs> that's an annoying part. Yeah, because no they've got really a good... You know what? They've got a great power unit with the Ferrari power unit, so we know that that's going to be competitive. And they were the, one of the top three quickest cars down the straight. And so. Kimmy's Kimmy. Kimmy. you got to love Kimmy's Kimmy. Kimmy's Kimmy, man. But I feel it's his last year. I, was just I an interview hate with him. thinking it. And while they, they were talking about something, he just turned around and says, oh, look, I love Formula 1, but it's more of a hobby nowadays than a job yeah, sort of thing. He's, not, he's just there being a seat filler himself, but he's you know what he's good for? He's a bit like Robert Kubica. He's very good as being a test driver and technical, giving technical input. Now, how how happy do you reckon he is? Who's that, Robert Rob- Kubica? I think he's very happy. He said that he did one of the. He was so uh, Kimmy said a day, didn't he? And Robert did as well. Yeah, Robert did. Yeah, yeah. He, you know what, Robert? I think I, I like Robert Kubica. Oh, it, mate, always, a, always been a big. I fan. could do a podcast just on him about the the tragedy of Robert Kubica, how he. Could have been and should have been a world champion, but he got, I don't know, he just his career went down the tubes in lots of different ways and then he had that horrible accident in a rally car where he almost lost his hand. Nearly severed his arm. Sorry, severed, yeah, severed his arm. Broke every bone on the left yeah, side of his and body. and he's lucky to be alive, let alone... No, right be, side of his body, wasn't it? Yeah, right yeah, side. Yeah, he's lucky to, be, lucky to be alive, let alone being in a Formula 1 car. Yeah, to get back to where he is. Yeah. I think we said this last year, you know, Kudos. Yeah, exactly right, man. Kudos. And so um, I feel that he's doing what he thinks he should do and be capable of doing, and that's just be a test driver and give them valuable technical input. He's consistent. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. and he he knows – 
he's he's one of those Nicky Louders, you know. Nicky Louders bum knew what the car was yeah. doing, you know. He yeah. could read the car before the car knew it. Yeah. You know? There's there's famous stories of Nicky Louders saying there was something wrong with the tire. Yeah. And they've dismantled the entire thing, found yeah. no problems, then examined one of the bearings and one of the balls and one of the bearings was on its way out. Yeah. 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 I just feel that he's in the right place now. Because I think he was out of his depth, unfortunately, at Williams last year, being up against a rookie like George Russell. And uh, he knew, I don't think he could compete anymore at that level. Because uh, the car was awful, but you can't be three seconds a lap slower than your teammate. Um, so where he is now as a test driver uh, at Alfa Romeo is perfect for him. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I he got, did well. I haven't got a lot to say about Alfa because they didn't really show much at all. Uh, and then we got Haas, don't we? Again, another one who actually they didn't even fly in the radar, did they? They no. just they uh, Grosjean. I saw an interview with Grosjean last night. I think it was that video you saw with Will Buxton. Yep. And Grosjean was happy. He said, "Well, the car's a lot better in terms of handling than what we had last year, but we don't know where we are." But they weren't really anywhere. No, I mean they were again. They were one of the quickest down the straights, but that's a Ferrari that's that's power, a Ferrari yeah. power, yeah. I don't know where they are because they didn't show anything. They didn't. They had a fair bit of time off track, didn't they, with some other issues? They had. They actually had a gearbox. Did they have a gearbox issue? They had some kind of issue, and so yeah, they weren't. They weren't really showing their hand at all, you know. Yeah, but, but see, then last year's car was that bad. I mean, did they have a hand to show? No, but see again, you know what? This is a big year for Grosjean. I think he could be. I think he could be done, man. I still can't believe he's got a drive. Nah, we'll get to we'll get to what a little theory I've got about something else. But yeah, so that's Haas. Then there's Williams. They look a lot better. They look first out on testing. Yeah, but know. Claire came out. Claire Williams came out and said, "We are a lot closer than where we were last year. We've made up a lot of ground, but we're probably still at the back. But yeah. we're not." We're not going to be as far back. We're not as getting we were. lapped this time. No. We're going to be fighting, but it's going to be at the back of the midfield. It's at the back of the midfield. Yeah, look, that's a great expectation. Yeah. And if they can do that after the last two years they've had, that's a great result. And, yeah, you know, it, it really does cement the whole getting rid of Paddy, doesn't it? Uh, but see, I think I don't think it was his fault. He didn't design that wait, car. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you're going to talk about Drive to Survive season it, two? It shows. I think. If you can read the way it's done, if you read between the lines, you can you know why he's gone. And it wasn't anything to do with the car design. No? No. It was the way he managed. Yeah. See, I thought that, right? And and am I slightly right when I said that when Patrick Sir Patrick Head came back to the team, he had a real issue with what the way Paddy Lowe was doing things? Yes. I was right, wasn't I? Yeah. You could read between the lines, and it wasn't clear... Because Claire Williams was happy to have Paddy Lowe on board? No? Then why did they hire the fuck? I imagine he was a... I mean, when... It's like anyone, when you initially hire them. Yeah, look, look at the pedigree the guy had. Right. Active suspension back at Williams. You know, he, he designed... He was the forefather of active suspension. And don't forget that all of his years at uh, Mercedes. All his years at Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. Just... I don't know. He just didn't... And, and you could see she was frustrated with him. Yeah. But took, uh, I think but it was a high that, you know, it was one of those things, you know, you've hired someone now who I looks great on paper yeah. and previously was great, but is now at an age where he probably just, yeah, it's a hobby, not a job. Let me ask you a question, all right? I haven't seen the episode of Drive to Survive Season 2 with Williams yet. Um, I have a, f- a feeling that Claire Williams can't make tough decisions. No. Nah. 
right? And I said that before in previous podcasts with you when we talk about Formula One and all this other bullshit. And I felt that it took someone like Patrick Head to come in and go, all right, buddy, you're out, right? I just don't think Claire Williams can make really tough pe- people decisions. I, it's not that she's not capable of it. It's just that she just can't do it. I think she had something to do with it because you could actually see during the episode how But it took someone else to do it. But he come in, Patrick Head came in after Patty. No, he was still Didn't there. Was he still there? No, he was still there, yeah. That's what I mean. The whole point is, is that, you know, Patty was there, right? He was a big signing from McLaren. Oh, not McLaren, Mercedes. Mercedes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was working with Claire. Claire was all happy and excited to have him there on the team, which I'm sure would be the case before you prove yourself. Look, the guy, look at the guy's resume. Again, exactly right? right. His resume is awesome. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, he disappears, as, you know, a couple of weeks or a month or so after Sir Patrick Head. He's asked to come back. I, I think the writing was on the wall before Sir Patrick Head came back, looking at that episode. You've got to read a lot between the lines, <laughs> but I think he was gone before he... Before Sir Patrick got there. Yeah. Because could, he'd already yeah. dropped the, the eight ball. You know, there's a few things they comment, you know, where's this? Oh, we don't know. Well, <clears> How can you be running a Formula One team getting to a testing day and not know where, you know, an ex- it wasn't even a significant item. It was an in- insignificant little item, but no one knew where it was. Yeah, well, remember what the big issue last year that Williams had was that they couldn't get parts put on the car in a timely fashion. They had disjointed manufacturing processes and disjointed R&D the processes and they weren't at offsite uh, carbon facilities. You nothing know. was linking. Nothing no. was working. And that is up to someone like uh, Paddy Lowe to fix, right? Well, and, he, and he couldn't do it, no. right? But what I'm saying is, she couldn't pull, the, press the button to get rid of him. Claire couldn't do it quick enough. And I think it took someone like Patrick Head to come in and go, "Listen, man, show's over. Sorry, thank you for your time," and he's gone. He's kind of disgraced because he hasn't come back to Formula One. No, he's gone. Has he? No, he's he, gone. He's gone. Well, well, he doesn't lose. He's probably got millions of bajillions anyway. So all those years at Mercedes, yeah. all those bonuses. Yeah, you know, the years back at Williams back when the heyday. Yeah, yeah. So Williams, <coughs> look, I was pretty happy. They were probably the only one that you know did better than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, they certainly made up a lot of ground, dude. They've made up a lot of ground. The car looks. Looks, imp- I like it. I don't mind. I, the livery. I know Pickle Bear's quite against it, but I I don't mind the livery. Yeah, um, it looks nice. They've gone with a few things that no one else is doing, like the front wing. Have you looked at the front wing? They've got double fins on it. I haven't seen a lot of it. They've in- they've done some interesting yeah. things. I think they're I think they had their backs that far to the wall. They've just they've thrown all the eggs in the basket here. It certainly can't be any worse than last year. No. Even if no. they're last. It doesn't matter as long as they're closer to the back. And all the interviews, you know, George, that's probably the most buoyant I've seen George Russell look during testing. He looked, you know, and he was he was the same. We're not going to be fighting the big boys, but we'll, we're not going to be getting lapped. I think Nicholas Latifi struggled a bit in testing. I think, you know, we just look back He's at He's a paid driver. You know that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, his dad owns 10% of McLaren. Safina is the name of the food company that his dad owns. Yes. And so he's pumping in a shit ton of money into Williams, which is what they need. That's fine. So they have another paid driver again. So the expectations of Latifi is pretty low. I'm going to make a prediction, Rocket Russell, that in Melbourne he he puts it in the wall many times. Nicholas Latifi. Yeah. At yeah. least once. At least once. Like at practice. Practice session one, 
Latifi's put it in the wall and there's a red red fucking flag. Yeah? It'd be like me the other night in F1. Yeah. That type of shit. I can coming, see coming out of the pits and yeah. puts it into the wall. Rips I can see it, I can see it happening, man. I just think, well, you're a young rookie, you're relatively inexperienced, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of pressure on you, and I, I understand it, and you, you just nerf it. You know, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen, but you know, it was good to see them not. Well, it was good to see them there at testing. For the entire session. Yep. It was good to see them first out on track, which would have been... Oh, how clean were they? Well, it was, you know, yeah, yeah, they were there. Yeah, it was. A, that's a good moral thing for them, for the team. It's a good, you know, motivational thing. We, you know, we, made, the, we made the grid. You know, we're here. I just, love, first I just love how they waited for the green light at the end of the pit lane for practice. I think the very first practice session of the year... They were there, the very first team out the out of the blocks. That, that's a great morale yeah. boost, you know. The, the guys will be back at home. Yes, we did it, you know. What, what's your uh, what's your predictions for Melbourne? Uh, I, I think, see, it, it's tough to call. I'm going to go Mercedes start. Mercedes 1-2. I'm going to make a prediction. And I reckon your prediction will be my 3-4. Or 3-6. <clears throat> I think he's going to do better than we want him to do. Who's that? Lance. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to... i tell you what, he could easily outscore both the Renault drivers combined with that car. Unless, look, again, they could be like Ferrari last season. Yeah. So if you go testing. back to last season in winter testing, at the start of the season last year, 2019, oh, God, did Ferrari looked unbeatable and everyone was shitting themselves and they, everyone was saying they could outdo Mercedes. Right, and then you get to Melbourne, and they well, were not only not they a, got not even as far as Melbourne. You got to testing two of last year, and Mercedes had a second car that they bought with them and looked quite yeah quite impressive. But they but but everyone said Ferrari looked really good. They're oh. the favourites going into Melbourne, and then Melbourne came and nowhere. they got smacked. Absolutely right? nowhere. Yeah. So who knows? Not no one knows. Maybe again, Force India. I keep saying Force India. Racing Point. Maybe they're flattering to deceive as Martin Brundle would put it. You know, they're putting in no fuel in the frigging thing. They're running on fumes. They're flying like doing quality sims. And so, yeah, they look great. And then maybe Ferrari are putting in racing fuel and, you know, doing racing sims. Well, they reckon they the Ferrari shit. was a lot of the clerks laps. They reckon we're running heavy. Yeah, well, you know, Mercedes have accused them of sandbagging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of this shit. Oh. You can't win. You know, you're either flying and, oh, you're not good. It's all lies and deception. Or you're not going fast. Oh, it's sandbagging. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so Renault, like, I go back to Renault because I really, really want Renault to be competitive. I don't want them to win because they're not going to. I don't even want them to be in the top three. I just want them to be really close to the top three. Yeah, just top of the midfield would be nice. Yeah, just top of the midfield, but by a long way. In a position to grab that podium if the um, opportunity arises. And that's what they and that's what um that's what they need to do. Because if if Mercedes are unreliable this year, for whatever reason, particularly the first part of the season, yep. then if they're there to grab a podium, imagine if Daniel was on the podium in Melbourne for Re- for Renault. Can you mate? They yeah. paint the town yellow. Oh shit, yeah. It's a big year for him, dude. And there's a lot riding on this year. Yeah. You know, because as they've said, there's um you haven't got there yet. But <clears throat> yeah, there's this thing about the silly season this year is going to be one of the silliest seasons. Because what what basically we've got three drivers or four drivers, sorry. Yeah, well you've got Hamilton, Ricardo, Vettel, 
It's easy to go through which drivers are. Um, they're the they're the three that are off contract, aren't they? Yeah. Well, the, the, I mean, the only four that are known on contract, you've got Max. Yep. Leclerc. Yep. Sergio. Yep. Lance Stroll. Hey, the others are up for grabs. Anyone else up for grabs? I mean, the the big rumor is Mr. George Russell's gone. Don't worry about him. He's sorted for next year. He's at Mercedes. He's at Mercedes next year. So that's it. Bottas is out then. Bottas is gone. Hamilton won't go anywhere. I think all the talk about you know Hamilton what? going to that's Ferrari. That's all died down, man. Yeah, rapidly. Yeah, I think that's rapidly died down. I tend because to it's been replaced now. by another another Ferrari rumor, hasn't it? What's that? The you know our boy wearing the red. Ah, uh, well, if if Danny Rick goes to Ferrari, that's huge. That's huge. But see, I don't, man, I don't know now because what if Renault suddenly really turns it around? And they keep saying... See, well, he kept saying in all these interviews, but in saying that, he did have a high-level executive sitting next to him when he said all these things. Yeah. Was, he'll take the phone call from Ferrari, but he's you know he's, he wants it to work I with think, Renault. Okay, let's just talk about Drive to Survive Season 2, which oh. just came out on Netflix oh. at the time of this recording a day or two ago. One of the best shows you should watch on Netflix, even, even if, if you're, you're not, not a Formula... Fan. If, even yeah. if you're not an F1 fan... Although if you are an F, if you're not an F one fan and you're still listening to this, you're probably tuned out by now, <laughs> right? I don't blame you. Um, but if um, if you're not an F one fan, you'd still get a lot out of it. But it's very interesting when you look at uh, season two and the episode with Daniel at Renault, and he says, "Well, you know, I knew what I was in for, and I'm I'm here for the long haul and all that sort of stuff." And then he talks about McLaren, how he definitely had an offer yeah. thrown at him at McLaren. And that when he sees Carlos Sainz, you know, outperforming him in the Renault, uh, sorry, at the McLaren, in the McLaren, then he sort of says, well, I, I'm not really angry about it. I've just got to keep working with Renault and keep That's doing it. better with them. You know, I I think he's better off at Renault than McLaren now. I, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know. You know, because maybe he's just going to go, fuck Renault, and just go, well, I'll go to Ferrari see, now. You personally, know, like, personally, I would have rather seen McLaren. Because McLaren's one of those, it's one of those iconic teams. It's one of the top three. I think he would be happier at, at McLaren. And look at the office, the McLaren office. Come Did on, you that, see that office? And all those rows of cars that they used to have down the spiral of that, like whatever that spiral staircase sort of thing is? Yeah. If what, it, an, what a facility. Oh. It's just mind-boggling, that place. And it is just spectacular. You know what? I reckon if you can't get to Ferrari and you want prestige and history and all that sort of stuff, McLaren's your next bet. McLaren. Ring-a-ding-ding, baby. McLaren and Williams. They're your two. Yeah. You know, look, yeah. I know Williams and McLaren. Well, McLaren was suffering a couple of years ago. Williams is going through at the moment, but they're probably the three most iconic teams in Formula One. Yeah. You know, you know what, Rocket Russell? I've got a bit of a surprise here. Oh, I'm gonna. I've got a contact with Doctor Helmut Marco. I'm gonna he's, ask. He's coming again. Yeah, he's coming again. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call him now and see how he feels about preseason testing. Let's see if I can get Doctor Helmut Marco on the phone. Let's see what happens with this. Anything can happen. This is live. I know this is Doctor Helmut Marco. <laughs> Doctor Helmut Marco, this is Retro Dan and Rocket Russell. You're live on Invert the Y. How are you? Oh, you know, apart from it being 2 a.m. in the fucking morning, you know, I'm not so bad. I really appreciate you uh, taking the call, and I know you're very busy. We won't keep you very long, but just want to get your thoughts on how you feel Red Bull have gone in their preseason testing. Look, you know, it's a bit wild and wet, a bit slippery. Hey, the boys had a few spins, but, you know, it's looking not too bad. 
And you feel that you're you're up in the top three again this year? Uh, look, you know, I think Ferrari fucking sandbag again. So you know, maybe maybe the top two, maybe that pink Mercedes could be some problem. I think. Yeah, what do you think about the four? Uh, well, I keep calling it Force India. Sorry, the racing point. Yeah, the pink Mercedes. They yeah. get, need to get their fucking original idea. Yeah, you're not you're not happy with what they've done. Look, you know, it's, it, it looks nice, but you know, it's, it's someone else's car. I mean, what do you what do you fucking world's being paid for? <laughs> and do you think Max Verstappen this year is a chance of more victories? Look, I think Max will, uh, you know, get on the podium a bit more. Yeah. He'll have a couple of wins. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's hope that uh, Alex does a bit better than the Pierre did last year. I was going to ask, Dr. Helm, it's Rocket Russell here. How are you, champ? I'm good, Rocket. How yeah. are you? Very well, thank you. Um, look, how do you think Alex will go this year? How did, how, did, how did he come out of testing? Look, you know, he's uh, getting more comfortable with the car. It was, uh, you know, he didn't have much time with the car last year, so... And how do you feel? I think I think he will do well. How do you I feel about the reports? Well. How do you feel about the reports where they're saying it's um it's a twitchy car this year? Well, look, you know, have you driven the fucking car? Has a reporter <laughs> driven the fucking car? No, I think the car is very good, strong. Well, that's good to hear. Don't you worry about that rocket. Uh, what <laughs> What about the Honda engine, Doctor Helmut Margo? You, you happy with you know, their progress it's, it's, over the winter? Yeah, the Japanese they're very good at they're making kind of motors. Yeah. You know, Renault, maybe we may fucking got out a bit too early, but we'll never say that. Yeah. No one will ever say that. Yeah, well, Nick, we, <laughs> we just did. It's hard to pull out. It's hard to pull out early. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. My wife would say the same. That's how I have all these fucking children, you know. How many kids you got, Dr. Helmet? Oh, 15 to 32 different women. You know, us Austrians. <laughs> it gets cold there. It's the fresh air. Yes, it is. Got to keep the balls warm, you know. <laughs> and uh, and what's the program? What do you think will happen in Melbourne? What do you think will happen in Australia for the first Grand Prix of the year? Look, I think it will be sadly Mercedes one two. Yeah, and but, uh, uh, you know, with the coronavirus, hopefully, uh, you know, some things happen and. We have a good result. And um, I just want to quickly ask you before before we go, uh, what do you think of the DAS system that Mercedes have come up with, a new steering system? Uh, they're fucking cheats, those bastards. Fucking cheats. Yeah, absolute fucking cheats. You don't you don't like what they've done with the? Uh, you think it should be banned? Outlawed, banned. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> Set fire oh. to it. I don't mind. Don't worry. How do you feel about the um, FIA reports that have come out about Ferrari and the FIA coming to a secret resolution about the uh, s- the scandals from last year's motor? Well, look, I don't want to point any fingers, but that president, that prick, he's driving a brand new Ferrari, you know. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, so you think Ferrari's bought, bought, bought themselves out of the problem? Oh, well, you've, you've said it's not me, Rocket. <laughs> I think we leave it to that. Yeah. And look, when I get very tired, my accent gets a bit tricky, so I'm going to go to bed now. One last question. One last question. You, can you confirm that you definitely had a conversation with Vettel and him come, wanting to come back to Red Bull? And what do you think about that? Look, once you go, you know, he was uh, very good for us, but uh, if you ever fucking leave me, you're not coming back into this bed, let me tell you. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> you hold grudges. <laughs> Oh, I hold something. Don't you worry about that. 
But in saying that, didn't didn't that Alex album? You kicked him out in 2012, and you've got him back now. Well, look, you know these Thai boys; they have some special things they can do. So you know, <laughs> I will leave that at that as well. Dr. Helmut Marco, have you got any more questions, Rocket Rush? No, no, man. It's always a pleasure, especially when you get up at two AM to yes, talk to us. Yes, thank you. Ver- look, I want to. Re- I thank you very much for for being part of the podcast. Really appreciate your time, Dr. Helmut Marco, and good luck in Melbourne and good luck for the season. Thank you as well, Retro Dan, and uh, I hopefully we'll speak to you again very soon. Yeah, we'll we'll speak soon, and good luck. Thank you very much. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. See you, Dr. Helmut. <laughs> It's well, always enlightening when he gets on the other end of the phone. I tell you, we are very lucky here at Invert the Wire to have that contact. You won't get that at the. That's the power I have. Oh, mate, it's amazing. Get, it's it is amazing. Two AM, he's taking your call. Yeah, because he would have told everybody else in the press to fuck themselves. But, he, but he, I just give him a call and see if this is what happens. Picks up at two AM, mate. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. the power you hold. You know what I should do for Doctor Helmut Marco. Ring a ding ding, baby. Go. I think I might have got a message from Dr. Elman Marco. <laughs> the, the accent gets worse every time. <laughs> well, you know what? I might thank uh, Dr. Helmut Marco by giving him one of our exclusive t shirts, Rocket Russell. Oh. Yeah, roll it, monkeys. Hey, Dr. Helmut Marco and kids, if you want a good t shirt, custom designed. Like the Rocket Russell's holding up. Yeah, I'm holding one up just that, so you can see it. That's the uh, avocado one. Go the smashed avocado. Go the smashed avocado. I might get one. I might give one to uh, Doctor Helmut Marco as a thank you. But you can get one yourself on shop.inverty.net. Go Great to that shop. website. You'll find all sorts of shit there, including thongs. Has he added thongs? He's added thongs. Yeah. When did he add them? I don't know, but they've been there for a while. Although, um, although he's got the shits because the Nintendo one that he created, we got a copyright strike on, so yeah. it's, it's been it's been taken off the range. So I can't help you with that. And listen, and ten percent it goes to charity. We don't make shit on these t-shirts. So I can assure you. And Rocket Russell, did you know they're made in the US? They're nice shirts. They are the US cotton. The cotton's different. Yeah, it's, it's softer. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I yeah. thought you. I thought no, you were tripping I'm, balls when no, you were talking about it. No, I'm not. It's, I don't make shit up. No bullshit. Like compared to the, the lovely China shirt that cost me a fortune I'm wearing at the moment, it's actually it's softer. Yeah, no, it's the proper US cotton. And, you know, whenever you go to the US and you buy a T-shirt, they have this really nice soft cotton. And I don't, I don't know why we don't get it here. We get the really rough shit. It's called Bella Canvas. Yeah, it's all ethically sourced. Oh, wow. It's all, it, it's the, it's the, it's the oh. shit. I'm telling you now, they cost quite a bit of, we don't make any money on it, man. Nothing, dick, nut. I'm telling you, nothing. Because no, it goes to profit. It goes to ten percent goes to charity, which would be what we would make on it. But we don't make shit because we give it to a charity, and uh, the Melanoma Institute of Australia, so they benefit from that. And um, at the end of the day, they're a good t-shirt, and the, it's quite a, a big range of stuff that we keep adding. And that's add the problem. That is a problem. It is a problem. I've got a cart at the moment with two or three shirts in it, and yeah. I can't hit go because I don't know. If there's other ones I want, or do I really want this one, or do I want that one? As a bitch. I'm well, definitely getting that Commodore 64 one. Yeah, did you see the Outrun t-shirt? Yeah, I know. The one with my Gemini, Gemini. on it? <laughs> it's freaking cold. And there's a Ferris Bueller's Day Off one I want, but I need a closer picture of it because the Ferrari doesn't look right. And if it's oh. a Ferris Bueller's Day Off shirt, it has to have the right Ferrari. Oh, right. Okay, well, I haven't I'm seen sorry. it. I've got I must problems. admit, he keeps adding more and more stuff. Yeah, and so um, i got a cart sitting there. I want to hit go. But there's yeah. just... I, 
Get stuck. And the shipping's a lot better now because we actually get it. <laughs> we actually. Well, get I've it. got one. That's proof. Yeah, we, it doesn't take long to get. It take a couple of weeks because they're custom made. They're not. They're not in stock. They're custom made. So they take they they'll take a couple of weeks to get to you, but they will get to you. You don't need an account; you just need an, a shipping address and an email. Printed on demand. Printed on demand, and uh, like I said, made in the US, not even China. Made in the US. Ten percent goes to charity. I fucking stand by it. I've got my own shirt. I couldn't believe the quality, and they're, they're jet. They're normal sizes too. They're not like, as uh, someone said, they're not Filipino sizes. <laughs> they're actually if you buy an XL or an XL. Right, that's what you like. Not a small XL. You say you don't need like a two XL just to get an XL. You're a proper XL. They're ready to go. Shop.inverty.net. I can't fucking spruik it anymore. No, it's no. It, you'll but get I stuck might, on there. I'll send one of the fucking uh, Doctor Helmet Marco for taking my call. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you gonna get him? Uh, I might get him. I don't know the Outrun shirt because it's like a bit racy. Oh yeah, I think he'd like that. You know, because it's got the sick Gemini on that it. That was the best game. Outrun? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a great game. Outrun? Yeah. That game, there was a couple of Sega games I used to love. After, was it, after, no, Daytona? That came much later. Like, I think, like, I late don't, 90s. I honestly do not want to know how much money I have pumped through Daytona. Daytona machines. was unbelievable. Unbelievable. When I first saw Daytona, I couldn't believe it. You Did know? you ever see the manual for it? No. So there was a manual. It would have been the size of a Bible. Thick. Yeah. Of all the cheats. Because you know how you just go on certain tracks, you go under those spinny things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you hit a certain button combination down there, you'd win things like boosts. Oh, dude, it was an intense manual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I. it's a Sega classic, you know. And, um, yeah, the other one was uh, Virtual Racer. Did you ever play Virtual yeah. Racer? It wasn't as good as Outrun. No. No, Out, Daytona and Outrun, Virtual Racer came, even on the Mega Drive, I think it came with that Super FX chip or whatever they called it, and had those weird polygons. <laughs> but I, I, any F1 game was amazing back in those those days, you know? It's Maybe so one hard. day we should talk about F1 games, classic F1 games, <sighs> Rocket Russell. Really? That would do a topic? That it? would be a topic. Yeah, we could do that. There's been some good ones. There's been some shit. Oh, it's been terrible once. But absolutely. The best mm. the best Grand Prix game ever or F1 game ever was Jeff Crammon's F1. That was on the 406. That was on a PC. Yeah. And uh the very first one I had was GP1 and I had that on my 286 and I used to get like 10 frames per second. It wasn't good. And then uh GP2 came out in 1994 and I had the proper uh 1994 F1 season with Ayrton Senna and all, all that stuff. Although they didn't have Ayrton Senna's naming because he passed away. But they had the proper drivers, the proper liveries, everything. And it was a simulator. You could do anything on that car. And um, it had... I think I remember that one. And it had um, random reliability oh, that see, you could that, turn on and off. That's what we miss at the moment, Yeah, see, uh, Codemasters have taken the piss with this F1. It's okay, but it's not as good as back in the, back in the day. So, you know... GP2, Jeff Crammon's GP2, that came out in 1994, like I said, and that had, you could slip, turn it on or off, and you could be driving your car and you could have random reliability issues and you might have a gearbox that would go, the engine might blow, uh, you might have a, like a water leak, oil leak, all sorts of shit. It was yeah, awesome. I think the most I've had in F1 was a tie went down on me. 
I got a puncture. Oh, that's rare, but you got to hit really something. really rare. Yeah. I don't know why that... ding, ding, That's baby. right. I don't know why they don't add, uh, add it. Just put it in. Just do it. That's it's what I'm saying. Hard. It's not yeah, it's, a, it's an algorithm in the background. Yeah, but you know what we'll get? We'll get F1 2020 later on this year, around August or September, around that sort of period. Now, and see, this is going to be a big problem for us, isn't it? Uh, why? Well, because I know that... I, I know what machine I'm buying at the end. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah. I know that you've already said you're not going to buy one, no, but I, 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 I put ten bucks on it now. You will purely for the, you know what? No, I won't. You will. What you, you're talking about the Xbox One X? I, I keep saying Xbox One X. What a dumb thing. Xbox, Xbox Series, Series X. Like, Series X. Just fucking stupid. No. <clears throat> yeah, they do bad names. No, they they can't. Microsoft the shit, and it really annoys me. Like, you know that they've got highly paid executives that are in charge of marketing, and that's the best name they can come up with. Like, just call it Xbox or just call it Xbox Ultimate or something, right? But Xbox One was the worst name given to a console ever. That was fucking awful, right? And, yeah, you're saying to me, are you going to get the Xbox Series X? And I'm saying no. But I'm saying you will. I don't see why I would because every game that I can play on that thing, I can play on my Xbox One X. It's not as good, but I can play it. And I don't even play my Xbox One X, except playing it with um, with you guys on a Monday night with Formula One. That's all I'm doing on the fucking thing. And uh, I just don't see the I just don't see the point right now. And you know it's going to be about a seven hundred buck machine here. Yes, easy seven hundred dollars. They're saying five hundred US. So what's that for us? Seven hundred and fifty, eight hundred bucks. Yeah, fuck me. But for the specs, which would come out during the week, oh, it's a it's a it's steal. A- it's yeah. a steal for the specs. I mean, for a PC, you'd pay some big bucks for that. You'd thing. pay a lot more than 800 bucks. Yeah. It's an st- absolute steal, right? But you're going to have to twist my arm, dude. You're going to have to say to me, okay, if we get one, we'll do the midnight launch. We'll do the nerd dinner. See, this is That's the only way you'll get me down there. This is I'm one thing that I think is dead now is the midnight launch. I love the idea and I've been to many of them. Yeah, they're awesome. But I think they're dead nowadays. I think there's a... Red Dead, prime example. I did that. You did the midnight launch. Yeah. When could you play the game? Well, okay, so Red okay, Red Dead Redemption 2, you're talking about. Yep. I went down there with Jason Relaxation and Pedro and Nervous Nathan slash the Pickle Bear and Drunken Monkey. And we had a great night because we did the dinner, we did the nerd stuff, all that silliness. But you're right, by the time I physically got home, uh, it was only just down here we, we did it, so five-minute drive. By the time I got home, put the disc in and put it physically it, and installed itself, I probably wasn't playing the game till like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, so I played very little of it. See, and But uh, you don't do it for that. You do it for like the whole experience. Yeah, I know the midnight releases were awesome, but yeah. remember midnight releases, when we lived in Parramatta, we used to go into them all the time because we were a five-minute walk from the thing. So you do your midnight release, you do the dinner, well, all the fun, you'd be home... You put your game in the fucking machine, yeah, and it fucking worked. There yeah. was none of this. Oh, hang on, I've got to do yeah, a but sixty see, gig update, and I've got to install it on the hard the modern, drive. That's the modern, so that's and it's only going to it's only going to get worse. Yeah, and that's what I think is the midnight launch really. It's it, for nerds like us. It is. It's something that yeah. we'll probably still do. But but to answer your question, it's di- it's dying. It's dying, and the reason why it's dying is because it's going to be digital downloads for everything. Yep, right. And, and so programmers are lazy nowadays. They can release a game and think. You know, by the time we've got this on shelves, we'll have a patch ready. Yeah. So it, when they're installing it, we'll just install so the patch. It makes no sense because 
at least on the PlayStation 4, and I'm sure the Xbox One, and definitely the next consoles, you can download the, the game now, pre-order it and download it now. So say, for example, Cyberpunk 2077, I can download that now, have it preloaded, but it won't unlock itself until the midnight release of the of the game, the day of the oh, game. So that's, that's right? a good so idea. So that means I don't have to leave my house and I can play the game before I actually get home from a, a bullshit midnight launch. So yes, it is dying. But I would say I still want to do it because it's fun. Yeah. There's so a, you're only doing it for fun. but you're not. Of course they are. But you know when you do it, you're not going to play the game. No. Until the next day, right? But I want to do the midnight launch for the consoles. Um, so if you said to me, man, if I, you twist my arm and you're like a drug dealer and you're like, you really need the Xbox Series X, you need it, you need it, then we'd have to decide where to go and Paramount is a good place to go. But it's a bitch to get out of. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It, See, we used to live around the corner, so yeah, it's great because you'd walk in, walk out. Fucking just went down there last week with a cookie queen. What an absolute shithole. A fucking disgrace that place is. I'm sorry if you live there. Shout, shout out to Parramatta. I, I drive. You, know, you, you, know, you need to clean yourself up a bit. I drive on a, well, a stone's throw away from Parramatta. Like, literally, I drive down Great West. What and, a and shit. And Par- Parramatta's right there. I can't remember the last time I actually went to Parramatta. I went down there for, for like to have dinner. And what a, what a shit all. I go back to my point. I'm an international uh, visitor, and that's that's what I see. Why did I fucking travel halfway around the world for this? That's what I'd say. I'm being serious. I'm being honest. I know. There's <clears throat> weeds growing out of Parramatta River. Weeds. Cause the river's shit. It's dirty. And there's construction everywhere. Right? Now I'm going to go on a rant. Right? <laughs> but that's, that's what you're giving me? Fuck off. But midnight launches at the Westfield there. I, went, I did the PS4 there. I think I might have even done the Xbox One out there. But we did the PS4. Nate, Nervous Nath was there, Drunken Monkey was there, Pedro was there, and I obviously was there. And we had the best night, man, because you meet all these weird nerds. You're so excited. you got a new toy you're going to get, right? You're a grown-ass man. You're going to get a brand-new toy. You've taken the next day off work because you know you want to play with your new toy. And I'm being honest with you. So from Parramatta to here, right, you go down the freeway. Yep. And I remember, no bullshit, I think, no, I didn't have the golf then. I had a Commodore. Oh, Going old, back to Holden's, right? Yeah, the old V6, right? And I put the place... I think I dropped other people home. Or maybe we drove separate. I can't remember. And I put the PS4 in the back of the boot. And I remember driving down the freeway doing like 140, 150. And my, my logic was, if the cops pull me over, I'm just going to say, I've got a PS4. It's very important I get home. <laughs> And I, and I, my nerd logic was was that they'd understand, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> they'd give me a pass, going, "Yeah, you're right. It's very important you it get home. Super important. It's super important." But the night I got the PS4, it was so hot because it was in November. Fuck, it was hot. And by the time I got home, this place was so boiling hot. I spent like an hour trying to cool the place down before I actually installed the PS4, and I was like dripping with sweat. My excitement levels were high. You know, I was shaking. <laughs> I was like excited. What will it look like when I turned it on? Oh, it was breathtaking, you know? Dude, I don't know if I can do the, the Xbox Series X. I just don't know if I'm there for the ride. I just don't I just don't know. I I don't know. You're gonna have to twist my arm. And if you said to me, We'll do the midnight launch, we'll we'll have the nerd dinner, we'll get excited. I've convinced nervous Nathan, I've convinced 
I see. There's probably going to be convincing nerves. He won't Nathan. do it. Won't no, do because it. you screwed him on the Xbox One yeah, X. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't screw him. No, but you convinced him into it. I didn't convince him. That's a fucking lie, right? He asked me, "What do I think of it?" When's this airing? I'll, I'll put this up Monday. Monday. So I'll go cop a phone call. Yeah, you'll cop Monday a phone. Yeah, you'll cop a phone call. This is the story, right? He says to me because I'd had one. I think I got mine launch. And I'll, I'll stand by the fact the Xbox One X is great. It really is, right? That's no, a great machine. And I, I said to him, he says, oh, I really want one. There's some stuff I want to play on there. I think you'd been in his ear about, oh, we'll play F1 together on there. And, you know, Retro Dan's a prick. He won't play on Xbox, all this shit. And uh, I said, well, you know what? I do think it's a great machine. And if you're asking me, should you get one? I'll say, yeah, go get one. It's fine. It's, it's not a problem. But it's not my favorite machine. I, re- I stand by that. I stand by the fact Microsoft fucked that controller. They fucked. And have you heard the rumor that the Xbox Series X controller is going to be smaller? <laughs> have you heard that? No. Because they, they fucking, that's true. Because. Uh, I read all the specs. The specs, the specs are, are amazing. The, I'm not, the, yeah. the actual hardware is awesome, right? For the, for the dollar that you, the, the amount of money you're paying for the actual box is fantastic. Oh, it's a steal. It's a steal, said. man. Right? Because you know they're not making any money on it. Right? Maybe they're losing on it. Right? I'll be more than happy to buy one. Right? For the actual technology that I get for my dollar. Right? But I don't know if I want to buy both at the same time. That's my point. And I, and I want my PS5. I just want it. <laughs> I just fucking want it. You haven't even seen the specs yet. And you want I haven't even seen the specs yet. Sony have gone into their shell... They're blaming well, coronavirus and not playing and they're not coming out and saying anything. I think it's only a matter of weeks, maybe months, before we hear something. Well, it'll be the, you know, part of it be because Xbox has dropped its specs now. So there'll be people going back going, shit, hang on, we need to rem- up this. Do you reckon they're fucking like doing like 24 hours a day of work going, oh, shit, <laughs> we have to backpedal or we have to like really think about our price now. Like maybe our machine isn't as powerful, but if it's 100 bucks cheaper... Then that's what we. That's how we can get around this problem. I imagine there's engineers throughout Sony oh, yeah. going mental. At the moment. It'd be like a Formula One team. Oh yeah, Formula One team before Melbourne. Yeah, do you re- it's, it, you're pumping it. The, now. the engineers like that's that's impressive. The engineers to to go. All right, well we're designing this box. Here you go. The rumor is I'll give you some nerd shit. The rumor is apparently tomorrow, US time, Monday, right at yep, the time so of this Tuesday, yep. yep. Sony, you're giving developers the final dev kit which is the final specification and every time they give a dev kit it's more powerful right and it gets closer to being more refined and being the final retail version so it won't be the retail retail version no but 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 devs are saying this is where it's getting pretty close now right so once they give us this final dev kit then they're likely to come out and say this is what the retail will be so i don't know man but if you said to me all right Drunker monkey's in, he fucking won't. He'd rather <laughs> eat shit than buy an Xbox, right? Pedro's in, he ain't in. I've spoken to Pedro, right? He ain't in. Nervous Nathan's in. Yes, you're right. In his eyes, I fucked him, right? So he ain't buying an Xbox. Supermodel's in. Oh, he'll get one. He'll, he'll get, get one. He's But he's a late technology person. Will he get one at launch? He won't get one at launch. Oh, well, He'll get one later on in the year. See, there's no point in my opinion at that point because 
I, I want it now. I don't want to. I don't care if it costs me more. I want it now because it's the latest and greatest. Not fucking two years down the line. What's the point? The shit's two years old. You know what I mean? That's how I see it. He's always been a late. Technology. He's a laggard. Yeah, I'm not a laggard, man. No, no. Like I'll get my Xbox One. We're early adopters. Series One. Yeah, we're early adopters, dude. I'll be there midnight release on my own. You know what? Okay, okay. If you be nice to me, and you and you and you say, "Come on, man, let's go down midnight launch Xbox Series X." Don't make me stand here alone. Don't make me stand here alone. (laughs) I thought we were friends. Fuck your podcast. I'm never gonna go on your podcast ever again. Maybe I'll listen to you. Maybe. Right. But I'm yet to see anything apart from the technology that they're packing into that small box. See, even the box concerns me because it looks like a bloody... Have you seen the memes of, uh, what's his name, Phil Spencer with like a rocket launcher on his shoulder and it's the Xbox Series X? That's actually pretty clever. I don't know if I can fit it in my hi-fi cabinet. That 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 has been a thought of mine is like... Where I put this fucking thing? Where the fuck am I going to put it? Yeah, I want to see it actually. I want... Like EB Games or somebody to actually have like one on demo. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's not as big as it looks on TV. Because it looks big. And it, oh, it's, all it's I can a, think of is, where am I going to put that? Where am I going to put this thing? Yeah. Like I fear the day that I've actually got to upgrade, pull out my PS4 and Xbox One X to upgrade to the PS4. Because there's shit everywhere. They're, like It's like a power grid. I've got to find the cords. I've got to, it's a first world problem to the max, but... That thing, when I saw the packaging, I went, that looks like a mini ITX tower, a PC tower. Yep. That's great. And they've pretty much built a fantastic PC for like a quarter of the price I could actually build it myself. Fantastic, right? But that's not what I want because I don't have any room to put it. Where am I going to put this fucking that, that's thing That's my concern. Where am I going to put it, right? And it looks pretty sick. I, I, I think it's got the, gl- the green glowing, green glowing lights, things yeah. at the... And I'm like, well, okay... I want to see one for real, Rocket Russell. I want to see the final price, which I think is going to be in Australia. 700. That's, Minimum. That's so what's the US dollar right now? What are we, 75 to a US dollar? 75 cents? Are we that high at the moment? Oh, we're less, aren't we? So well, 70? we've just had what well, we had yesterday. Oh, we had the coronavirus hit. So we could be down to 68. We could be really fucked. See, this is all the bullshit now, right? All this is going to hurt us now. We're fucked. Oh, wait, I'm screwed. This could be 800 this bucks. Is, this is a problem that's going to be 65 cents. Oh, that's bad. Fuck, that's the worst yeah, it's no, ever been. Because they had, they had the big market blowout. Well, yesterday. you know what? When I travelled with Pedro to America when we did our big... He's got to come back and talk about it. Yeah, I, I during the week, I feel a bit, you know... Yeah, I yeah, feel like the guy coming up after Jerry you Seinfeld's can't be, been on this. You can't, you can't be more nerdy than Pedro. It's impossible, as you've now heard. Yeah, yeah, right? that's what I mean. But I feel like the guy coming out after Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But what can you do, right? But um, we when we were travelling in the US, it was 47 cents to the dollar because it was after September 11th in 2001, right? So the dollar plummeted and it was 47 cents. And I remember almost starving because it was like – you go and see the, you know, the Big Mac system. You go to a McDonald's. A Big Mac was five US bucks, whatever it is, right? Well, that was 10 bucks. That's how it was. Everything was just double it, 10 bucks. Oh, fuck. That's 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Holy shit, right? And uh, so I think now the price of these things is going to be, for us, oh, it's gonna at be- least 700 bucks. I wouldn't be shocked if it's 800 bucks. And the, the question is now, the big question with the coronavirus at the moment is... Production. Production. Yeah. And the other problem is silicon's already at a low. 
Yeah, well, there's... Where they've already got a silicon problem. So a silicon problem combined with the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, there's a worldwide shortage of silicon. Yeah, You've heard I mean, that. Yes. And both AMD and particularly NVIDIA are saying, look, oh, shit, we might have to raise prices because we don't know if we can meet demand and all this sort of silliness. And... um. The dollar being low, production being a problem. Fuck, this is like a perfect storm of, you know, we could go back to the old 3DO days. When I saw a 3DO machine in 1993, and this was like the new thing that came out, and I saw one at a shop down here, down the street here, and uh, at at a long-since-gone department store called Game. Remember Game? I loved Game. Yeah, well... They had a really good store on Parramatta Road. Yeah, well, Nervous Nathan used to use them all the time to get his games, right? Well, anyway, um, I went there in 1993 and I saw a 3DO, a Panasonic 3DO, and it was playing, I think it was playing Road Rash. And uh, it looked way better than any Mega Drive I'd ever seen. 1100 bucks it was. I remember the Fucking $1,100. We, ba- we could be going towards like 800 bucks for this thing. Well, That's... That's Depends fine. What happens over the next couple of months. That's exactly right. It, it, that's fine, but because when you compare it to what you can build for a PC, because PC parts are going to go through the roof too, because we always get fucked here for that shit. Um, okay, cool, but I don't know, man. You'd have to be very, very fuck that that <laughs> Google bitch. Here's a matching video. <laughs> um, I don't know. You'd have to twist my arm, man. You have to go. You have to work on me a bit. I'll start. You're going to have to work on me. And playing Formula One on a Monday night with you and Supermodel ain't going to cut it because I'll just use my Xbox One X if I have to. Well, we have to use Xbox One X because Supermodel's not going to upgrade soon. Oh, he's not, yeah. So you could be the elite and we could be the paupers. I wonder if I do um, cross-platform game playing. I know. It does. They they said that you you, you called the... um, Two games. Yeah, I, I, caught, I yeah. caught that. Yeah, you yeah, caught that. that. Yeah. yeah, That was very obvious. Like, I mean, they call it smart delivery. That's what Big Phil Spencer said uh, in his blog this week. It's called smart delivery where if I buy, uh, well, they've said that too, Cyberpunk 2077, and I've bought it for the Xbox One X, when I get my Xbox Series X, it automatically updates itself to a better version. No, no, no I was talking about um, two games on, so you know when you, Stop a game on your Xbox. You come back. You hit play. Yeah. Hit that oh, the two, the two. Uh, yeah, they're doing the suspend. Two. Yeah, yep. that. Yeah, I called that. But they, they sort of whispered that before. Both, okay. both consoles. Well, whispered conf- that. well Xbox has confirmed. Sony it, yeah. pretty much has said the same thing. That you, which is great. Oh, it's so, brilliant. So, that's brilliant. So, what if you and I are playing Formula One and we suspend it, and then I'm also playing, I don't know, Cyberpunk as well, and I can suspend that together. That's awesome. That's awesome. I do like that convenient fact. Oh, shit, yeah. That's why I like console. You know, that's why I was saying to Sassy Zahini, that's why I like it, because I can suspend, resume, and play games. I don't want to reboot my fucking PC every time, even though it's, you know, quick. Yeah. It's a first world problem. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to eliminate all these first world problems I have, you know? And an Xbox Series X just adds to it. And your 8K TV. My eight, well, it'll come. But my 8K TV is going to come at a cost, Right? I was talking to the calibrator. No bullshit. The calibrator wants to do an interview with me on this podcast, right? And the calibrator was telling me uh, that 8K is really only good to increase TV size. So you can have now a 
I don't know, an 80-inch TV, but still sit only two or three metres away from it. Whereas today, with a 4K, if you've got an 80-inch TV, it gets too grainy because the resolution's not as, as high as a 8K. And just like 4K's got much higher resolution than HD. So what it really allows is much bigger TVs. That's Steve, what it allows. Steve, I was trying to explain to my kids who are, what, 9 and 12, that we used to play on a CRT. Yeah. And it was an 80-centimetre CRT. That was massive. It was the biggest thing we'd ever seen. It took three of us to put it up on the stand. If it Massive. had fallen on you, you were dead. I used to have a 36-inch widescreen CRT, and I'm not kidding when I tell you this, it weighed 80 kilos. So my mate bought this. It was an 80-centimetre square, and then like a week later, they come out with the widescreens readily available in Australia. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. I know. Somehow, Rocket Russell, we deviated off Formula One because we don't have a lot to talk about with Formula One. But, um, yeah, other than to say that we've got a couple of weeks to go, we're in Melbourne, and uh, we can wrap up Formula One after Melbourne and go, you know what, told you so. Told you so. Told you so, fucking Mercedes. This season's going to be shit. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, we're, we're so excited at the moment. I just want the cars, man. I just want racing again. I don't. Want, I like going into autumn and winter because, you know what, I've got my football back. I've got um, racing V8s. back. V8, Formula One. Formula One. Everything's back to normal again. I gotta talk you into start following V8s. You need to help me with that. Maybe that's a podcast we can do. Ooh. You have to help me with that. I don't know how to do I, I'm not into V8s for some reason. It's good racing. NASCAR's the best. Yeah, you and Supermodel love NASCAR, <sighs> don't you? After this, during lunch, I'll yep. show you a clip and I can guarantee this is one of the clips that'll get you into NASCAR. I need to know more about NASCAR. Like, when to, when can I see it? And That's the problem in Australia. It's that, shit, isn't it? Well, Australia, it used to be on Fox. Fox has dropped it. So now it's preview, well, you know, race reviews afterwards. So we don't have any coverage of it now. Oh, well, then no. it's the end of it, isn't it? Yeah. Which sucks because it is actually good racing. So, you know what? Why do we have Fox still? I don't. What do they do for us? I don't. I'm an idiot because I still have it. But I'm doubting it now. I've got KO, which well, is Well, you've got KO, anyway. that's Fox Tool, and that gives you... Sports. Sports. i got Netflix for everything else. Who needs Fox? Does that, does that give you more than one TV? You can use it on more than one device? Yeah. And you don't get charged for it? I don't think so. I think I've got three devices. And you can use KO? Yeah. I might drop, I might drop Fox Tool and use KO. Fuck this. Because you know what? Same. Did I ever tell you what Fox Tool wanted? This is my rant for the... Actually, I've got two rants before we go. Right? You want a good rant? Go for it. I don't have a rant thing. I've got Kingswood Country. Oh, I'm going to roll that bullshit. Where is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's all very confusing. Uh, Everything's changed in this room. All right. Roll it, monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) So... And in my new segment of ranting, here's two for you, Rocket Ross, before we leave this bullshit fucking podcast. Here's my first one. So I've had problems with the post office, right? These motherfuckers cannot deliver the mail. They're incapable of it. And yet that's what their job is, right? You know what their latest is? They don't deliver on on the proper street. So I get the correct address per se, but I don't get the right street that I'm living on. Right? So the number's the right number. Yep. Right? But the street is wrong. And so when I've approached the post office directly, you know what they've said to me? And I fucking quote, oh, we don't look at the street anymore. We just look at the numbers. 
How can you not look at the street? Oh, good question, Rocket Russell. And so when I said, how can you just not look at the, the, the number and the street? You need to look at both. They thought that was a radical fucking idea. And you know what then she said? Here's the number and ring our hotline or our complaint centre and put in a formal complaint. And I said, why do I have to do that shit? Where's your fucking little man-child manager sitting behind the counter who's eating cream puffs? I can see the fuck. You are right? And she says, oh, no, you have to put in an official complaint. And then I said, well, have you got a number for this complaint? And she rattled the number off. And I said, no, you write it down. You know what she said to me? Are you ready for fucking I'm not making this up. You know what she said to me, Rocket Russell? We don't have any paper here. And I said, are you fucking serious? When I walk in, all I see is fucking paper. It's fucking printing paper and fucking post-it notes and all sorts of bullshit. It's not even a post office anymore, Rocket Russell. You know what it it's is? It's a general store. It's a fucking general store, these motherfuckers. And she said the order, she had the fucking balls to tell me she didn't have any paper. And I said to her, you know what you do? Rip that fucking printing paper open now and you write on that fucking thing. And she said, sir, don't make a scene. I said, I'll fucking make a scene in a minute, you fuck. Right? And she finally found some paper and she wrote the number down. And you know what she said to me on the way out? I'm not making this up. She said to me, grab a coffee because you'll be waiting a while. Because they'll take a while to get to you. And then I fucking said, all right. So I made a coffee. I've got plenty of time on my hands, Rocket Russell. You know I have. And I rang them and I said, and they said, what's your problem? I said, well, they don't deliver on the right street anymore. They deliver the right number, but they don't, they're not on the right street. They, and they told me they don't look at the street anymore. They just look at the numbers. And the, and the person on the phone said to me, well, that's not what they should be doing. I said, well, they are. And she said, well, we'll put the complaint in. I said, no, you need to put me on the, your area manager because these guys do it all the time, right? And she said, all right, well, we'll put it. He's not available, but we'll put it down and all this bullshit. And I said, she goes, out of 1 to 10, what would you rate us? I said, fucking negative 10. You're a disgrace. Australia Post is a fucking disgrace. An absolute fucking outrage. I can't believe how bad you are. I and I told them, if I, I would not, I've, I've transitioned everything to electronic email, right? All my bills, because you can go fuck yourselves. I would not trust you with anything, right? Nothing. You're an absolute disgrace. And so today when I walk down the front to empty my bin, in bins I used to have, but I don't anymore because the fucking council are another disgrace. They took my bins away because I thought it would be more environmentally sound to share my fucking bins. Oh, they don't even do that. That's another story for another fucking rant. I checked my mail this morning before you came. Guess what? Wrong mail again. Wrong street, right address. So right numbers, but wrong street. I don't, that doesn't, I, it's not computing for me. I'll get the letter for you. Oh, yeah, no, I trust you, but it just doesn't. How can no, you not go by the street? They don't. They're lazy. They don't give a shit. So what, what am I going to be doing tomorrow? When I'm up, uh, uploading this bullshit, boring, fucking crap podcast, I'll be on the phone to these fucks again, and I'll be saying, oh, well, yet again, you don't know what you're doing. As soon as I stop complaining, they do a couple of ink, like deliveries that are spot on, and as soon as I take my eyes off the ball, they fucking go to shit again. They're an absolute disgrace. So you know what? Fucking roll it, monkeys. No, not that one. This other one. Where is it? Oh, you press that button. No. Which changed those buttons there. Yeah. Yeah, this one. If you want your mail delivered, 
don't use Australia Post. They're a disgrace. I don't care if they hear me. I'll call them out. They're a fucking insult. It's supposed to be Her Majesty's Mail. They don't even use it. They don't even know what Her Majesty is anymore. They're fucking rude and incompetent. Fuck them. Don't use them. And if they wanted to advertise me and they came here and they said, Retro Dan, we want to sponsor your podcast, you know what I'd say? No. Never. Now press this button down. Did you do? No. This button's incompetent too. It works for Australia Post. That's my rant. This is a side gig. Good rant. Oh, I'm happy. I I don't understand how you can not use the street address. They don't do it anymore. They told me to my face. That's... They told me to my face. It's it's illogical. They told me to my face. That's what they said. They're an absolute disgrace. I don't care. I don't care what suburb you live in. They're all the fucking same. Incompetent. You know what I said? Then I walked down there. Because in the spate of me going there and showing them the letter, that was incorrect so they could understand what I was talking about, I then walked back home, checked my mail again, and there was another incorrect delivery in the same fucking day. And I went down there again and I showed them the letter and I said, that's another one. And she says to me, because she's smart, oh, weren't you here five minutes ago? I go, fuck yeah. And then I said, you know what? Next time your postie comes down the street, I'm going to bail him up. She says, we'll call the police. So I'm the fucking bad guy. I'm done. I'm fucking done. I can't stand it. This country's, it. This country's gone to shit. It doesn't make any... How, uh, I can't compute what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying, right? And both you of us have spent many years in the logistics yeah, so industry. Yep. Yeah, so you know why I was ranting? Because I've done that shit. Yeah. And I said to them, somewhere in your sort center, you're not sorting properly. You're not delivering the shit properly, right? And they well, didn't... Well, no, see, because it doesn't... At their sort center, because I've been there. Yeah. It's not sorted down to that level. It's sorted down to a branch. Yeah, it goes to the branch. And then it goes to the branch. And then the, and they the postie's job to sort yeah, from there. But old mate isn't fucking doing it. Well, old mate needs his fucking job. And you know what I said? Old mate needs his glasses fixed. He needs bigger glasses. Because yeah. I've seen old mate with glasses on. Mate, the bloke can hardly ride the bike. I've seen the bloke ride the bike. He can't even ride the bike. And I'm the bad guy. You know, one day, I got somebody else's mail. You know what it was? Hospital medical records from the local hospital here. Someone had discharge papers. They'd been to the hospital, and I had their discharge papers in my hand. How fucking much of a breach of privacy is that? Massive. Massive. But that happened during the uh, whatchamacallit, didn't it? Yes. That happened to heaps of people. Yeah. So when I went to the post office, I said, I've now got someone's medical records here. They looked at me like, oh, what's the big deal? They are the most incompetent fucks. Of, and I'm calling them out. I'm fucking going to the internet and I'm calling these fucks out. Absolute disgrace. Fuck them. This podcast is over, Rocket Russell. I need to calm down. And have a pee. And have a piss. I'm busting for a piss. Thank you for being on the podcast, Rocket Russell. and listening to my rant. Mate, let's uh, talk about Formula One again in Melbourne in a couple of weeks' time and bore everybody fucking stupid again. Yeah, but we'll mix it up because maybe we can get the sock <clears throat> puppet down for it. Well, the sock puppet is... He's got to get sand out of his vagina. It's very simple. I've sent him a and sand that takes buster. A bit, it, it takes a bit of time. I think he needs a fucking dust buster or something. I've sent him a sand buster. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But thank you for coming on the podcast and talking with us about Formula One. It's interesting at the moment. We at don't moment. know. We don't In know. In two weeks, we'll both be pissed off. We're, we're going to be the sh- we're going to have the shits. Yeah. That rant I just did about Aussie Post will be nothing compared to my rant when Lance Stroll fucking stands on the podium as he wins his first race, 
Right. I almost want to rip off my headphones and walk away before yep. you finish this sentence. And Lawrence Stroll is standing there with a, a smile on his face and clapping and talking about how awesome his son is as a driver. And fucking Daniel Ricciardo's engine blows up on lap five. And Esteban Ocon puts it in the wall. Renault gets zero points. And you know what? I'll go over one better. I'll go over one better. The pink Mercedes racing point get both the win and second place. They get a one-two. <laughs> that hurts my brain as much as Australia Post. Oh, Australia Post. I can't do it anymore. Mate, thanks for coming in. Thanks thank for you, having me. Thank you for the two people who have been listening to this bullshit podcast. Thank you, Daffer Lennings. Use your garage. I'm sorry for ringing around in the fucking Australia Post. They can't deliver the fucking mail. It's not that fucking hard. I'm sure it's not. They don't even give a shit. They're just as incompetent as fucking Renault. They've got more lies and deceit than fucking Cyril or Beatball does. When I go up there in my post office and I demand my letters to be fucking posted, they don't give a shit like Cyril or Beatball. He doesn't give a shit about Daniel Ricciardo's career. He never fucking did. He sold him a fucking lie. We know it's true. Just fucking wait until Melbourne comes. You know it's bullshit. That fucking lap time he put in at fucking Barcelona in preseason testing his absolute lies. I know it is. I fucking can see the future. I know I've seen the future before. Getting red there, buddy. Oh, fuck. I'm angry. And next week, we'll have some more retro and more bullshit. But until then, you can roll it, monkeys. Oh, no. Oh, it's the wrong fucking thing. Roll it, monkeys. (laughs) 